Welcome to another episode of Conversations on Our Way. It's the 14th of September, 2020. I'm Flo. And I'm Sam. And today, let's start by going back a little bit in time and chat about our schooling. Yep. Um, we thought that talking a bit of, like, talking back, talking a little bit of our schooling would be good because, like, the theme of the podcast that we want the theme to be, like, focusing on, on our way, like, for people um, going through their, their lives, their experiences, what perspectives they've gotten on their way. So we really want to hone in on that. So, yeah, what do you think of that, Flo? It's a good start. And I think as well, it's not <clears> just, it's also come, tying back into our theme of this being a little bit of a time capsule, mm. what we think about our perspectives and retrospectively also in this current point of time. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it works. Yeah. You want to kick um, it off? Yeah. Um, if, like, I just want to say, like, even if, like, we end up, like, no one listening to our podcast ever, <laughs> I, I, I'm still going to really appreciate, like, this. Because yeah, I'm having fun. Too. This is yeah. only the second episode. And I'm not going to lie. You know how we sk- we said we scheduled at nine? Yeah. I was I was so eager to come on at, like, like, <laughs> at, like, like eight. I was like, let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Because I'm actually having a lot of fun. Yeah, no, me yeah. too. I was actually like really keen as well, but then I think <laughs> I'm still getting used to using Discord. But yeah, uh, it's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is really uh, good actually. Yeah, but all right. Um, so let's start. Where Where do you want to start? Schooling. Mm, oh, I think for starters, like just highlighting the fact that we we have a similar but different background in mm. terms of our schooling because both of us did do schooling overseas in Malaysia. And then we moved over to Australia, different cities. I'm in Sydney, you're in Melbourne. So mm-hmm. it's kind of similar, but different. But I do, I must note that a lot of Malaysians who do end up moving to Australia do end up going to Melbourne, which is quite funny. No, I actually, um, there are actually a lot of Malaysians in Perth as well. Oh, that too. But I think yeah, that's like a time difference. Time, yeah, time zone. <laughs> yeah. But there, yeah, there are a lot of Malaysians in Melbourne. More, um, more, more than Sydney. I'm pretty sure. Definitely. Yeah, I, I know a lot of Malaysians community. in Melbourne. Yeah, like I know people from my primary school that that's in Melbourne. Really? And, yeah, I see them on the streets, and I'm like, wait, is that a guy <laughs> from my primary school? And I, we, we, you know, we, you know how you, you know them, and they know you, and yeah. you give each other the the look, the look, but you just walk by each other, and yeah, yeah. that's sometimes I get that in Melbourne. Oh my yeah. goodness! Okay. Then, then we like. Then I go look up on Facebook. Like, oh, how's this person doing? Yeah. But, mm. So but yeah. when? So in terms of timeline, <laughs> when? What years did you do overseas? So for me, I was born in Malaysia. Mm. Um, I did primary school there and half of high school there. So mm. I did year seven to nine in Malaysia. Then I can I started year ten in Melbourne. Oh, so you only did senior school yep. here. Okay. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. And then for me, I did up till year three. And okay. then I did here, year three to year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, year three and onwards. Mm. Yeah, so it was like pri- kindergarten and primary, mm. early primary, younger primary, yeah, lower primary. Did you um, learn English as the like first language to read and write? Yeah, so I went to international schooling all through. Okay. Um, okay. So 
I yeah, the entire way, all English, pretty much. And I also didn't speak anything else at home. It was all English, and I think my parents did make conscious effort for that because you know. They have a plan to move you here, or is that why you were in international school? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Because I'm Melbourne born. Oh yeah, true. Melbourne born. Then、mm, you went. Ah,、mm. oh, true, true, true. But why?、So. Why didn't you go to school in Melbourne then? Because expat family. So、oh, work、yeah. took us over、mm. there, and then we're always going to come back. So yeah. Fair enough.、Mm. Well, for me is like, like English was the first language I learned to read and write as well.、Mm-hmm. Because of this, this kindergarten on the for the first year of kindergarten, wait, first and second year of kindergarten. You, they only teach English. The second year of kindergarten isn't that only one year of kindergarten? Did... Not three years. Oh wait, that's is it pre、mm-hmm. is it called preschool. preschool? Ah.、Okay. Oh, in Malaysia, it's just called kindergarten. Three years of that. Preschool.、Ah, okay. What What's the difference between kindergarten and preschool? Uh, I think it's an age thing. So you normally start K kindergarten in year what? In when you're five or six year old, six years old. Okay. I actually, for a fact, did not go to kindergarten.、Um, I did preschool.、Um, I don't actually remember really when or how old I was, but I remember skipping kindergarten. It's a very distinct memory because I went to an international school, so that's K to twelve, and、okay. kindergarten is the classroom that where you see the kids nap. All right, and I remember never ever being in that class and being like. <laughs> Why didn't I get a nap? <laughs> yeah, so that's why I distinctly remember that I never I skipped kindergarten because I think、um, when for international schooling or certain schools, I think you have to do some sort of like test. Okay.、Um, test. Yeah. Or when like, you're five. Yeah, it's, I think it's more like an aptitude type of test thing. Oh,、And、okay. So I think that's why I end up jumping. Oh.、Uh, yeah. Flo's too smart for the other kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I missed out on nap time. Why didn't I get on nap time? Too smart for naps. <laughs> Got to use that brain brain power. But okay,、um, because for me, kin- like how I view kin- kindergarten is just like from is it before primary school?、Mm-hmm. So from I started kindergarten age four、mm, and five and six.、Yeah. Age four to six is、oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that、mm. that's at least what we call it.、Mm. Yeah. Mm. To me, there's no difference. Preschool, kindergarten, yeah, whatever. Did you go to a local school, international school? I think it was a local one. But they taught you only English. Yes, I'm. That's for my kindergarten. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, for kindergarten, first two years. So yeah, um, when I was four and five,、uh, only knew English.、Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, when I was like four or five, I saw my my sister. Who's older? Write like Chinese characters, like Mandarin characters. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, what is that? That's so cool!" And I, tr- I, I did not know like any. Looks like、Mandarin. art. Yeah, exactly. So I, tr- I, re- I distinctly remember myself like trying to write down a, like a Chinese character, and just、mm. I just made, drew drew lines on the paper. <laughs> It's pretty, pretty good memory. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why I remember that, but yeah. But then. Um, when I was six, the th- last year of pre-、um, kindergarten, that's when they introduced、um, Mandarin and、mm. um, 
um, the language of Malaysia. Mm, Bahasa Malaya. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I remember doing a little bit of language classes, but it was all very mainly English. Mm. And yeah, but yeah, it was all in English for me. I'm pretty sure. I have weird distinctions of um, memories from that. It's it's like um, I remember I I was when I was younger, when I was in international school, I used to go to like ballet classes with my sister. But I remember I had to stop because I could never do the splits, and so I think I'd reached a point where I was like, I can't do the splits. Therefore, I cannot be a ballerina. Therefore, I stop ballet. <laughs> Can everybody do the splits? No, I don't think so. But I think when you're younger, you more your body's just more malleable and more flexible. Because you know, like when you stand up straight and you try to touch your toes, right? Can mm -hmm. you do that? You can. You can probably do, can that, do right? that. I can do that now. Yeah. Yeah, but like I find so much trouble just doing that. Yeah, that's also. I think it's how much you practice and how like how much you stretch and things. But I've been stretching for the past two months every day. <laughs> non-stop like ac actually every day like mm -hmm. every day at five like 5 30 after work i go into my room i i do i i do like my workout routine my like push-up mm -hmm. squats and whatever and i i, I can kind yeah i can i stretch i can kind of touch my toes but it still kind of hurts it's been two months well i mean are you like are you reaching more comfortably is it getting better yeah, it's getting or a bit better? But yeah, I expect a bit more progress in two months, you know. Maybe you need to do more flexible exercises. Yep. Anyway, all right. Going back to school. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so let's let's talk about um did you find that there's like a really different culture between internationals? Because you moved in year nine, right? So you've had a substantial amount in yeah. Malaysia, and then when you move over to senior school here, mm -hmm. or the biggest, did you have a culture shock? Mm. Kind of culture shock. I think in terms of school, my parents got more culture shock than me because <laughs> because I th th this one time like in because I started year ten year ten in Australia, right? Mm -hmm. And the you get a lot of homework in Malaysia. Yeah, there, there's like a big exam. You know how we have like a big year twelve exam. Mm -hmm. We have that for year six, year nine, and year twelve. Yeah. Wait, year six, nine, eleven, and twelve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's like f big four big exams. Mm -hmm. Like like just just to get to pass high school, but for <laughs> so. There are a lot of there's a lot of homework so mm -hmm. after i moved here year 10 it's still a pretty chill year right year mm -hmm. 10 is like you don't really study that much mm -hmm. you still have to keep up with everything but you don't really have to study mm -hmm. so i remember I, like this one night i was just like playing like on my laptop playing games or something and my mom comes and asks me don't you have homework to do and I'm, I'm like i actually do not have homework and that shocked her so much yeah <laughs> So she's like, "What am I paying for?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't go to um private school. I, I went to a public school. Yeah, still. Yeah. Did you do any tutoring? In 
over here or yeah, in Malaysia? Yeah, here, yeah. Here. here for year 12, yes. Um, oh. Yeah. But yeah, but only for math. Yeah, only mm -hmm. for math. Because I struggled a little bit with, um, I'm not sure what you guys call it in Sydney, but we call it like method, methods, math methods. Yeah, it's like this. There's like three levels of math. That, that was like sec, second level. Two unit. So we we call it general two unit, three unit, and then fourth unit, which is extension math. But okay. It just uh, depends on what topics you do in methods. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Besides the point. But yeah, yeah. tutoring is a big topic as well because tutoring, like everybody does tutoring in Malaysia. Hmm. I think I was too young, so I didn't end up you know, doing tutoring. But I started tutoring when I was like, oof, in primary school. I I can't remember exactly when, but yeah, in at least middle of primary school, I was already doing tutoring, and my mom had this philosophy of like, because in Malaysia you have to. You have to, we have to learn three languages, right? English, yeah, that's true. Uh, Basa Melayu and mm -hmm. Chinese. Mm -hmm. My mom had this philosophy of as long as you master the the language as well, you can kind of understand what everything else is talking yeah. about. Yeah, so I true. I always had the three. Yeah, and I, and I hated Chinese so and um, Basa Melayu so much. Because mm -hmm. like English is just it just came so naturally to me because the first two years of my kindergarten were just English. English, yeah. Yeah. And I could just understand. I I, I watched so many cartoons when I was young, it's all in English, Disney Channel, yeah, Network, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, yeah. Yeah. So Oh, fair enough. But I guess it's kind of uh but see you should be so grateful now that you can Yeah, it's pretty it. lucky. Yeah. Pretty yeah. lucky. It's really hard to learn now. Mm -hmm. The struggle is real. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, when you came over here, selective school or normal public school? Public. Yeah. So I went to, so when my timeline, after year three, um, year three, then moved, yeah, moved to year three here, then year three to year five in a normal public school and then we have like an we have a selective school version of year five and year six that's what i call it but they call it opportunity cost that's pretty much what it was opportunity cost uh, oh, opportunity what? class oh opportunity class oh i was like yeah. economics <laughs> um and that's what we call oc but pretty much it's like yeah you do a test to get into a separated class like, well, basically like an adva advanced class but it's different from just doing like an advanced class because like the advanced advanced class no it, it's more so the structure because i you're placed in the same class for two years you're five and you're six because normally every year you rotate right you change class you know you like at the beginning of the year you kind of like look what, which class you're going to be in for the year Okay, define class. What What do you mean by class first? No, I guess in classes? Malaysia it would be like homeroom. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, so in... how it works in Malaysia is, it, like your like quote unquote class is the physical space that you you're there for, and mm -hmm. the teacher, the all the students, 
in the class stay there for the whole day and the the teachers switch oh yeah so the te- the math teacher would come in for like like okay. eight to nine then right right right, right. then we have so, a break then, yeah okay in australia it's kind of same concept but it's not physically bound it's the co- your people in your class yep okay yep so yep, yep, yep. but instead of um the teacher moving the the class members would move to the to next teacher to a classroom where yeah. the math teacher would yeah. be right for yeah. math yeah okay yeah yep. okay so most every year normally you change classes um mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know shift a cohort but as well but because it's OC, I don't know why they, they structured it in a way where like you stay with the exact same cohort and same teacher normally for two years. Um, so I did that for year five and year six, and then mm-hmm. year seven to year no year seven to year ten, I did selective in a partial selective school, and then year eleven twelve changed again to another selective school in Australia. Yeah, yeah. There's a few jumps, I, actually. I think I'm not sure about Melbourne because I only came. I came in year ten and just went into a public school. I never really knew about like selective schools. I think that's a bigger thing in Sydney, right? A much bigger thing in Sydney because in Sydney there's a lot more selective schools. In Melbourne, back then, I think there was only like you have McRob girls and then you have Melbourne High boys, and then yeah, like those a, are the top two. Sprinkle and then a sprinkle handful of other other selectors, but in Sydney we have a lot more, especially in the metro areas. Yeah, like yeah, um, it's a much bigger thing here. What's that school that like if you go there you were like actually a genius or something? People think you're James Roos. Yeah, James Roos. Yeah. You guys know that too. Like I knew that because of um, the boot camp we did. Oh, okay, the, yeah, the guy we met, the, the 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 really quiet guy. Mm, he went yeah. to James James Roos, right? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. But so. I mean the yeah McRob girls and Mc and Melbourne High boys. I think historically used to be a joint school, and then they split. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean it's kind of interesting. The cohort between selective schools and public schools, it's like, I think it's just like a cult- culturally, you kind of like have a bunch of people. More, if for my experience, it was like a lot more Asians because <laughs> I think yeah. a lot more, more families. Yeah, more competitive about it um, compared to public schools. Yeah. And then there's like the private schools as well. Which is yeah, also I, another comparison. <laughs> I think it's just like the Asian culture. We just want to be. We put so much um, emphasis, emphasis on education, mm. so p- parents like spending the like a lot of money on our ed- like just high school is is very worth it to them. Mm, it's very normal as well, mm. but I think it's also the cohort that you mix with. Yeah. Um, because. I don't know about you, but I think retrospectively for me, I do realize that I'm in, I'm impacted by my environment, all the people that I surround myself with. I think that's everybody, right? Yeah. So I think that's why as well, Asian parents kind of, or not just Asian parents, but um, people realize that, you know, it makes a big difference. So mm. that's why also what school you go to is so important. 
but not even just that it's the fact that how the your vce and our hsc which is our year 12 like big exam it also gets affected by what school you go to yeah it's because of the like how the they, yeah the weighting the bell curve how they grade each school like how mm-hmm. like um historically how like your school did that will give a certain weight to to your scores mm-hmm. i don't really like how that works though yeah they're trying to basically even out the playing field um but it's kind of interesting because i i was very curious as to how they're going to deal with that for this year because of covid mm-hmm. because it's like can they give everyone bonus points but that defeats the purpose because if everyone gets bonus points it's relative scores of everyone so mm. it doesn't do anything in a sense so but i think the the weight is given because of like the quality of teaching right yes it's yeah it's kind of like if you're in a more high pressured environment type thing versus uh, versus mm. a school that you have you know um easier marking or whatnot mm. so if you go to a I don't even know what's the correct terminology to be politically correct. But <laughs> yeah, if, I was just about to say that. Like, it, if you go to a tougher school, let's just say yeah. that. If you go to a tougher school, um, your marks will get um, boosted up. Yeah, because it's like, oh, your your marking is harder because your cohort's like more competitive or whatnot, and then vice versa. Mm. You go to a not not as tough school, then they'll kind of like. Oh, there's an easier marking system there. Type. Yeah, again, it's not quite politically correct. Yeah, um, like what happens when like a quote-unquote really smart kid goes to like a disadvantaged school and vice versa? But see, that's the thing though. If like I mean, if you understand the system, it it can work to your favor. It's I, I've thought about this retrospectively, right? Mm-hmm. Because I moved schools for my senior years to a to a higher ranked much higher ranked school than Mm -hmm. my junior school Mm -hmm. um from a state ranking base Mm -hmm. and it's like okay retrospectively what would have happened if i'd stayed in my other school and did year 12 there and like get a much much higher ranking um or like you know do you know extracurricular wise you know take all the boxes type thing having mm-hmm. a glowing exemplary resume for my university entrance but at a, at a lower ranked school versus you are in a much higher ranked mm. high school and but you're kind of like everyone else is also like really really smart and really does really really well mm. so you're kind of like within the whole cohort itself the middle of the cohort so it's like mm, which yeah, one so, would look better on a resume and yeah it's, it's kind of like if you yeah it's kind of like if you want to be like a big fish in a small pond or like average fish <laughs> in a big pond right yeah yeah well the same kind of thing plays out for university um so like picking your university courses and what university you go to is like mm-hmm. the brand name mm-hmm. um definitely and then do you go to a uh, a, a top tier university mm. but do a not as popular easier to get into course but you still have the brand name of the university mm. versus if you do like 
uh, like a hot med or law or something like that, but in a much lower, less acclaimed university, which one will get you the job, who will land you a job? Because ultimately we go to university to get a job. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you, you, you remember like the, the first, not the first time we met, but like the, I think that was the first night we met, like where we, we were in a circle at the, at the, um, at the house in Sydney. You, you remember when we went on like, like the Austin group, we went on the, uh, retreat retreat yeah the retreat and yeah. that was the, that yeah. was the first time we met you know, <laughs> yeah. like we we went in a circle at night we were all drinking and i asked, like someone asked you what you were doing you did in uni you said marketing and uh psychology it, psychology right and yeah. i said like oh i kind of do the same thing and i never asked why you you chose uh marketing and psychology Actually, my I originally was doing straight psych um, okay. at University of Sydney, mm -hmm. and then I changed to do a double com psych degree at Macquarie, which is where I graduated from. Mm -hmm. But pretty much, it was the simple reason was I originally wanted to be a therapist, like you know, I well, not necessarily a therapist, but I wanted to be that person in the room the long chair and listening to your problems and being like, hmm, I understand. How do you thought about seeing it this way type of thing? Why um, did you want to be that? It's because it's because I always had a knack for, you know, listening to other people's problems and helping mm. them through it. And that yep. was like, oh, that'd be a great job to have type thing. Mm. But what I realized through studying straight psych, one, um, there was a lot of research component to it. It's very heavy on the text. And, but as well, I wouldn't be able to actually physically get into a room until I'm fully accredited, which is a confidentiality thing, which I understand. But the fact is, is that I would have to go through all of this training. It's like a three, four year degree and then a master's. And then, so that's four years for honors and then master's and a PhD type thing. To yeah, then you can see start seeing into people. The room. So that's like yeah. at least eight to ten years of training. Yep. I reckon. Like like if I'm gonna do it right, it's probably like at least eight eight years of training just to get in the room and then to see whether I like it or not. Because that's too much commitment. It's it's not even just too much commitment, it's just too much opportunity cost. Yeah. Um yep. but as well for my parents I always enjoyed business. So that's why I end up doing a commerce and psych degree. Yeah, double marketing and psychology. And it also paired really well. Yeah, they, they do pair really well. Like, mm. yeah. So I think that's very kind of like That's how I, yeah, that's how I picked my course. How did you pick your course? So I did economics. I graduated in economics and psychology, yep. listeners. Um, <laughs> So I did. I took economics and psychology in high school, right, for year mm -hmm. eleven and twelve, mm -hmm. just because I thought they were interesting. And mm -hmm. moving going into uni, I didn't know what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. so I just went with the the two things that I I thought I liked. Oh, yeah, that's pretty much my 
going into uni, that's pretty much my um, that's thought true process. Though. Yeah. yeah, because actually I did business studies in year for year 12. And I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Business studies came really easy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had a psych class, but no, <laughs> no psych class at my school. Um, but yeah, I think, ret- I don't know. Do, do you think it was worth doing the double degree? Um, like retrospectively, if I were to go back, well, knowing know what knowing what I do now, I would not do not not do economics and psychology. I I don't think I would ever touch. I I I would maybe touch economics if I go back, but not psychology. Just like just like what you said, like if you want to be actual be an actual therapist, there's too much there's too much study, mm-hmm. there's too much research. And the the only pathways for, with for psychology is a professor or a therapist, right? Mm. Is, there, is there any anything else? Ah, uh, you go into like counseling and things like that, but no. Yeah, yeah. but they're around the same like pathway, right? You, like mm. heaps of research, then mm. your op your like options after that is like two or three. Mm. So, did you have to do this component in university, which is like? Um, we called it SONA, but basically it was like practical components where the the university would make use of first-year psych students and make them um, be participants in... Yes, the- yes, yes. yes. Okay. yeah. <laughs> it's a good strategy. I, I don't blame them. If yeah. I, I was running the course, I would do that as well. Yeah. Because yeah. the, yeah. the, the, the master students need participants, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I remember. <laughs> do you remember your one? I remember doing one where they were talk. I can't remember what they were testing, but basically, I was put into a room, mm-hmm. and I would press a button, and it's like a dispenser of that of a smarty would come out, right? So you were the rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like training you too. <laughs> but i think it's like because they they just leave you in the room they yeah. don't give you too much extra instruction they kind of like just follow the problems and like, like just let the rat figure itself yeah exactly. right <laughs> and so i think i remember yeah you kind of got a computer you've got a space bar yeah um and like things that pop up on the screen type thing you press mm-hmm. a button and then you see whether one comes out and then eventually it'll stop coming out or they'll keep coming out Depends how many times you press it, and then and they test how much you press press it, yeah, right? Yeah, how frequent you press it, yeah. and things like that. I think I I remember really clearly. Um, <laughs> I did not probably do the right thing, um, because obviously there are no rules, right? So when they were testing that, I, at first I was like, you know, pushing the button, things like that, and eventually I kind of like stopped. And then I looked at the contraption of the thing dispensing the smarty out. And then I started, I started pulling it apart. <laughs> <laughs> and then the experimenter came in and was like, no, no, you can't do that. And I'm just like, but oh, you didn't tell no me that. <laughs> I just want the candies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if, it, if the space bar's not going to give me the candy. <laughs> I'm going to find another way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I probably... Yeah. Not the best participant for that. Yeah, those like those participants, they that's what they call um outliers, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a true outlier. 
like yeah, that's definitely. that's kind of what I like about Psych. Those interesting experiments. How you see how people, different people, perform in the uh, same environment. Uh -huh. But what I don't like about Psych is the the all the paperwork and the paperwork that the goes research. after and the research that comes before. Yeah. No, I like, agree. Yeah. It's, it's really like I agree. It's really interesting. Like, oh, in these situations, if it's more likely to, like, or if you press this button three times, like, well, and there's a theory that comes with it. That's really interesting. Mm. But yeah, I like the fact that it's like an explanation for behaviors, and it's like the logic behind it. Like, why do yeah. we do certain things as humans? And like, it's also kind of helping predict what humans do and don't do. Yeah, but these are all just theories, right? We don't know for sure that it's true. Like, psych yeah. is, like, one of the most, like, do you consider, like, maybe you can talk about this later on, but mm -hmm. do you cons like, I'm just going to assume that we both consider psych a science? Oh, 100%. Wait, okay. what, what would it, what else would it be? But, well, there are people who consider it not a science, right? But we'll we'll talk about that some other time. Definitely. Okay. But um, <laughs> you you know how like the statistics, the statistical side of um, psychology, like in, yeah, of yeah, every, yeah. any science, you need yeah. to prove it with with numbers, right? Yeah, sample and size. Yeah, the sample sizes, the 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 p value, whatever the it, the bias. Yeah, the bias, and it has to be statistically significant. Yeah. And the effect size has to be significantly large, right? So in psych, a lot of the the literature in psych, the the effect size of what mm -hmm. they found in um, experiments are not very high compared to other sciences. Mm. So it's hard to perform those kinds of experiments. Exactly, well. because yeah, mm -hmm. behavior is very hard to control. There's too mm. there's too many things that affect our our personality and our behavior. Mm. A lot of factors, yeah. Yeah. So very interesting. Mm. I think let's talk. Let's talk on another podcast on this. I'm really yeah. interested in talk talk about this. Good psych talks, always yeah. fun. What's yeah. the, what's the most memorable? Um, yeah, how do you know participant research ex experience you've had? Mm. Honestly, I only remember two. I remember that one. Yeah, I only remember two as well. One is like the the. The one experiment they they make all the first years do is like they split you into groups and go stand outside and look look up. <laughs> everyone everyone look up and see you count how many people walk walk to you and look up as well. And yeah. Just like the Oh, the, the whole the, crowd mentality type thing. Yeah, the crowd mentality. Like like uh... they they were actually people that come come to us and like, what are you guys looking at? What are you guys looking at? <laughs> and we were just like, Don't you see it? <laughs> Look at that! And they were so confused. <laughs> then I just walked away. But some people, already, because they do this to to first years every year, right? And the third years will come come to you, come to us, and like, are you guys doing psych? And like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they they are just they just understand. <laughs> yeah, we've been there type thing. Yeah, right we've been course. there. Right of passage type thing. <laughs> yeah, can't believe oh. you guys are actually doing this. <laughs> no, but I've seen those. It's like you know those people who kind of like walk around a certain space even though there's nothing there but like it makes people think there's something there they oh don't yeah yeah walk around it and I, I watched this video of um of this group of people in the elevators so when you walk in the elevator like when the elevator opens right 
yeah. the the group of people that are already in the elevator are looking um not looking out but looking towards the wall backwards. Uh, so the the newcomer who doesn't has no idea what's what's going on he walks he walks into the elevator like, and it faces the the same way as other people as well so it's, it's that is a funny concept you know yeah. that, that, so that stupid it was so funny yeah but it's not even just that it's like it's funny because like in elevators right yeah. why do people turn around or certain sit in a certain way um when like everyone like faces the door but what happens two way and things like that people still oh no it's just funny the behaviors of elevators i think are really funny yeah, <laughs> yeah. um what were we talking about? Oh yeah, and then the other the other experiment process that I was a part of was uh, actually no, it was not an experimental process, but it was one of those um experience. Uh, what do you? Call, it's not work experience quite, but it's not even placement. But basically, they they expose you to kind of like supporting helplines and things like that. And um, I, I myself didn't do that particular placement, but quite a number of my co- um, peers did. And I remember them coming back super drained because really, yeah. What, what they have to do? They they don't need to do too much because they're actually listening on to another person, like someone else is like on a helpline answering calls and things like that. Um, but they're listening to the conversations and they're like heavy conversations. They're like, uh, so you're like but, emotionally just drained. So. Yeah, emotionally super drained. And I think that also kind of, I don't know whether it's say turned me off becoming a therapist and things like that, but it, it's, you kind of realize as you grow up, you, the, the occupations that require a lot more emotional expenditure like for example like being a police person mm. you'd think that you know you you see that kind of you know you're like you're in law enforcement you know you carry you do all this training you carry a gun or like uh, you enforce the law you protect people and things like that right mm. but then what you don't realize as well is that realistically the role also is very exposed to like domestic violence mm. um, deaths um, dealing, not even just dealing with the actual event, but dealing after, telling the families, telling the loved ones, mm. and just having to deal with all that emotional trauma, you you kind of take it for granted almost. Um, yeah, like, because I have a cousin that's a, a doctor, and mm-hmm. he's like a heart specialist or something. Yeah. And I asked him when I was at um, another cousin's wedding, like, like how does he feel when he's operating like like on a child or something right mm-hmm. like and there's an actual like a good chance that the, they won't survive if they fail mm-hmm. so and he said like how do they deal with the pressure and everything yeah how do they deal with the pressure and he said um after a while he you it you think it's kind of in become inhuman and they get kind of get desensitized to it when they're in the room yeah, they just need Everyone, to do their job. They just—it's just like a job. Like mm. when the gloves go on, like the the masks go on, the the scalpels in hand, it, like it's they're in the zone. Yeah, they don't—they don't think about anything else. Yeah, like they 
um, he told me like the experience in a surgery room, s- surgical room is kind of kind of quiet because everyone's so focused. Yeah, and the like the the person help helping the surgeon is also know know what they obviously know what they're doing, so they know exactly when to pass the scalpel, exactly when to pass the other tool, etc. So they it's just complete silence in there sometimes. So uh, it's see that's super intense, right? Yeah, it's like things like that that we don't really consider when we make up when we come out of high school. Mm. And, and like adults ask you, what do you want to do? Mm, it's like the realities of the actual roles yeah. that like, you know you want to be in type thing, and it's, and that's with any role. Yeah, and it's we only cons- like really consider the very surface level things, the good like, sides. Yeah, the good side. The benefits. Like, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. um, like let's say Asian parents wants you to be a lawyer or engineer or something, and they don't they don't know how like maybe how lawyers and engineers like work really long hours like yeah they might make a lot of money but jobs that make a lot of money have a cost right mm. like they, they make a lot of money for a reason <laughs> yeah because yeah. those jobs are hard to do mm. they require a lot of sacrifice so but i guess as well just bringing it back to the whole taking certain not i guess not even taking jobs for certain for granted but it's just this whole glossiness about, you know, what job do you want to try or what what do you want to be when you grow up and things like that. It's we they don't talk about how difficult the 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 not so glamorous sides of things. Like even as like a job as a cook, do you know how intense cooking for like a yep. seven hundred people event type mm. thing? It's just pure coordination and. Yep. I've watched mm-hmm. enough Gordon Ramsay videos, so it's so <laughs> stressful. Yeah, yeah. and I, like I, I have friends who you know study culinary mm. arts and things like that, and they like the time just obviously flies because they're so focused. But they, they also it's such a high pressured environment, mm-hmm. and any slip up can like you know affect yeah. the entire production line. And. That like a, sh- a cook doesn't get as much like is it recognition like, recognition and like yeah. the the job doesn't have in as much prestige as like a like lawyer a, or a doctor a lawyer doctor right so mm. exactly mm. so like every job has its ups and downs yes but I definitely feel that certain roles you just don't see the bad bad side of certain things and. Yeah, people just gloss over it, I guess. It's kind of hmm? kind of sad, but it's also like very. We can't really um, tell these things to tell the bad sides to to kid like to high school kids, right? When they're gonna think the like, yeah. "Wow, why 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 do I ever want to leave high school?" Question one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like growing up, you kind of realize that growing, like when you grow like an adult, you you realize that being, you don't want to be an adult. You wish you were still a kid. At least that's for me. I'm not sure about you. There are definitely nuances about being a kid. There's there's this blissful ignorance about it. Yeah. And yeah. the innocence and the 
lack of responsibilities. Yep. That's <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> um, but you just don't need to worry about because everything is taken care of in a sense. Um, but I think for me, I was exposed quite early on to independence. Mm. Um, so I wasn't too shell-shocked about it. I think that made it easier for me to adapt, but I can definitely see how a lot of people, especially in our generation, cohorts and things like that, really struggle with it. It's that whole notion of coming out of a fully structured environment or a very um, coddled environment. Yeah, I, I think I can attest to like being one of one of that one of those people yeah. because mm. like in Malaysia, like high high schools. Like very coddled, right? Like mm. your teacher make make sure you do your homework. But mm. over here, it's not as strict. Yeah. And going to uni, like legit, don't care. Yeah. Like if you if you don't do your your assignment, your professor will just fail you. Yeah. But in and high it's... school, they 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 will like. I, I had I had um a teacher in high school, um flip a coin to pass. To pass my friend, <laughs> yeah. So he got forty nine, right? And the passing mark was fifty. <laughs> and he was like begging the teacher, "Please pass me." And he was, and he just pulled. He, he legit pulled out a coin. This was like a. He was like in his fifties. Yeah, is this? He pulled out a coin, and he said, "If lands heads, I'll pass you." He flipped, flipped the coin, landed heads. He passed him. Wow. Yeah. Wait, wait, no. What grade was this? This was year twelve. Wait, wait, this is year 11, 11, sorry. Oofed. But still, though, like, Oofed. you can see the, the difference. Intense, man. Yeah. So yeah. coming from that environment to uni where, like, like your, your, teacher, your teachers do not, do not care about you anymore. Like, mm. it's very, very different. I remember, like, my first year of uni, I, it was kind of difficult for me. Like, I wasn't doing as well as I was in, in high school. Because it's just so different. No one is like making watching you, keep you. Up. yeah, watching you keep up with the content anymore. Mm. It's but it, actually all about up, up to you. I think it's also not just the fact that it's like a structure thing, but it's also a culture thing. Because when here universities are, I think actually no correction, universities all over the world. It's no longer just an education system. It's a business, and they operate yep. as a business. If you fail. You pay them. If you pass, you pay them. Yeah. So it's like there's it there's no incentive to <laughs> yeah. High, Besides, teachers you know, in high quality, school, but... like, yeah. Teachers in high school are teachers because they, I I would be, I hope to believe that like <laughs> that they kind of want to be teachers. Yeah, but, but no, like, I think it's just more of a stricter marking system and things like yeah. that. Whereas it's more dependent on individual mark in mm. university, yeah. whereas for a cohort in high school it's different yeah and plus but like think... high school like the teaching assistants are like usually the master students right yeah Masters see we don't have teaching students in teaching australia assistants. teaching uh, assistants. like what 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 do we call it tutors tutors oh okay that's that's what we call them here right the 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 teachers of your tutorials are usually the master students or the phd students yes right? yes and they're kind of there because one, they want a job, and usually Very these nice. jobs pay really well. They pay like oh. up to like fifty dollars an hour or something. Mm, yeah, they do pay well. Yeah, so they're not there to like oh, 
I, I want to be a teacher. They're uh, just doing the studies and teaching on the side. And plus the professors, they're, they're kind of just teaching because they, they're obliged to. Their real work that they want to do is their research. Mm. Yeah. I know. I think I, I don't know enough about the whole teacher community here. But yeah, I think in terms of like a financial structure, yes, mm. that's how they... And yep. for them to get experience and things like that. Yeah, so... The incentives are different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I wonder is that whether going to university in Malaysia would be very, very different to going to like a Western university like here in Australia in terms of not just the change in structure, but in terms of the culture like at home. For mm. example, here it's a lot... I feel like not as many people get handed on like you know having a very very distinction average high distinction average mm. i think it's more like you know if you if you can do a high distinction average it's great but i remember quite distinctly that you know peas peas get degrees do you get what yep. i mean what do you call the doctor that graduated last in his, his class a doctor, doctor. <laughs> yeah so so it's kind of like i wonder if anyone doing university over in asia i know it's super competitive mm. i know for like example like uh best universities in china and hong kong super super competitive mm. um but i wonder if that's also the reason why they're also like forced to be such high achievers is because like you know the families really push them yeah or is it just uh it's is it all just personally driven type thing mm. Where it's here, the culture sure. is completely different. It's like yeah, I don't think we have the perspective to comment on that. Mm, like, no. I still have friends with in friends in Malaysia that I still keep up with here and there, and they they're in uni, right? And mm. my impression from what they say is the you know how like um, high school like how we said like the teachers like kind of care about you and like make sure you keep up. Mm-hmm. That kind of that um kind of transfers a bit into university as well in Malaysia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably because so, they're a bit more graded, the teachers yeah, themselves. Maybe. Whether they do well or not. And probably also because they don't have as much financial incentive. Mm. Yeah, because out the unis in the Western societies pay like the professors get paid a lot, like well into the six figures easily. Right. Mm. But I, I don't think that's the case in Malaysia. Mm. But I can't, we, I can't really speak on other Asian countries. Mm. Yeah. So. What do you think it would be different if you? Do you think you would do better or worse if you lived at university? Like you lived know, what? like the American society in terms of like fraternities and sororities and things like that. If I lived like in a, if I joined a frat. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I still don't know what exactly what exactly a frat is. So, I I don't know. I really don't know. I think we'll leave this for another topic, another yeah. podcast, and things like that. Yeah, but um, because I think we're almost running out of time as well, right? Yes, we are running out of time. Yeah. Right. So, keeping up with the um, 
tradition that we have for the last episode. <laughs> and hopefully this goes on. I, I kind of like this, having like a random question at the end. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought of a question. I, I, have you thought of a question? No, you go ahead. Okay. The question I want to ask is, it's kind of related to what we, we talked about before, but what was the f- what did you want to be when you grow up? What when, did you know when, when I was you, a kid? Yeah, when you were a kid. What what was the like the first or first few things you wanted to be? Uh, honestly, as a kid, I don't mm-hmm. really remember what I wanted mm-hmm. to be growing up. I remember very early stages because most people start figuring out what they want to do as an adult, right? when yeah. you're kind of nearing university. Yeah, but, yeah. but what but I kind of mean by the question is like, when you were a kid, like when your parents asked you for fun, you know, like adults ask you for fun, like teachers uh, ask you, like what, what was your answer? I honestly don't remember. I'd like to ask my parents to see what I, what I said. All right. But I probably ask- said something like successful or something like that. <laughs> Because um, I I asked this question because I remember mine. Oh, what was yours? So I'll tell I I'll say it after, but I'll share this funny story. Mm-hmm. When I was in I think grade three, mm-hmm. um, the teacher went around the class like it was the first first class of the of the year, so mm-hmm. went around the class like introduce yourself like all, all that jazz, like oh what do you want to be and. It was my turn to like stand up in front of the class and like say my name and like what the, what I want to be. So I was so nervous, right? Because I I wasn't a I I don't think I still am a good public speaker. But I I remember it was my turn. I went up like I stood up and I said like I introduced myself. But my name's Sam. Blah blah blah. And I said I wanted to be a doctor because I I want to help people. And after sitting down, I remember. Like as a kid, I was probably like nine years old or eight years old at the time, mm. right? I remember sitting down after that, after saying I was a doctor, and and realizing, as a kid, that was the, and realizing like in my head, I said to myself, that was the biggest lie I've told in my life, <laughs> as a kid. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I because I said that because like. All the other kids kind of said some, some something along the lines like, "I want to be a teacher because I want to teach teach other people. I want to be a policeman because I help people." So I was like, "Oh, okay. Uh, I guess I had to say something like that as well. Oh, I want to be a doctor because I want to help people." But mm-hmm. yeah, don't know why, but I just felt so. Do you feel guilty? Yeah, I kind of felt guilty and dishonest. <laughs> And oh, that self-awareness. <laughs> yeah, as a kid. Very... <laughs> I'm going to text my parents. What did I say as a kid? Hopefully they reply within the next 10 minutes. Yeah, well, they might actually. Yeah. But, but um, um, yeah, continue. But the actual thing that I wanted to be, the first thing I wanted to be was actually an, an astronomer. Oh, that's nice. I have what? a photo as a kid. Me, like, you know, you know, you're sticking your face, you know, yeah. into a cutout thing as yeah. an astronomer. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. fun. That's cute. 
So you actually want to be astronomer? Okay. Yeah, not an astro astronaut. I just want. I just really liked um, studying studying the stars and the st and stuff. I remember this one time in primary school. Mm -hmm. Um, I did research the night before, right? Mm -hmm. Um, in I was still in Malaysia at the time. In mm -hmm. in the morning, because school starts around like seven in Malaysia, mm -hmm. you, we could still see. We could see that's this specific day. We could see the moon. Mm -hmm. um, the crescent-shaped moon, we could see, I think, Mars and Venus. And the Mars and Venus were the two eyes, and the crescent-shaped moon was the, the, the mouth. So it made a smiley face in the sky. Hello? You there, Flo? I'm here. Yeah. So I remember that day very well, going to school, very excited, looking up at the sky, and seeing seeing the two eyes and the the moon as the the smiley um the the mouth it's pretty cool very cool that's yeah. pretty, oh the other day there was a what they call rusty moon or something like that it was like blood really moon? Bad. it was a blood moon but it was a definitely red like red moon rusty moon someone called it i don't Rust, know it was. rusty i just texted my mom did i ever say what i wanted to be growing up as a kid and she's like question mark question mark <laughs> no i don't think so <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, I, I skipped that whole part of childhood. <laughs> no, but I think it was also because um, I think my parents also were very aware when I was younger that you know what you want to be as a kid doesn't really matter. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, but it's mostly that like it. I don't think they wanted me to kind of pigeonhole myself. Mm. You know, it's just like, want to be a doctor, then like everything goes towards being a doctor. It's kind of like they wanted me to naturally come mm. forward and be like, mm. I want to be this type thing, rather yep. than like, have you figured out what you want type thing? <laughs> mm. My mother just asked me, so do you know now? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think you started wow. a bad, bad comment. Oh, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. <All> right. <laughs> okay. okay. Shall we wrap it up now? Yeah, we can wrap it up. Um, I think that was a bit of bit of episode. I think a bit more structure. <laughs> a bit more structure. Yeah. Thanks for the feedback from our viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Keep um, it coming. We always like good feedback. Yeah. Please, only nice feedback. <laughs> yeah. And I think like if the sponsors can cups start coming now, it'd be good. <laughs> but yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. It was great talking and looking forward to the next one. Yep. All right. See ya. See you. Have a good night.